Hey guys, this is Eddie McClintock. I play Special Agent Pete Latimer on Sci-Fi's Warehouse 13, and you are listening to TV Times 3 Podcast. What up? We sit glued to the TV set all night. And every night. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of... Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 182. On this episode, we will be taking a look at the summer 2013 TV schedule and talking about recent episodes of Warehouse 13, Motive, and Orphan Black. Uh, Plus, uh, we have a TV on DVD pick, and you can find the full show notes with the start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 182. I'm Jason the TVholic from tvholic.com, and this week I have joining me... Carla Day from TV Die Hard... And Kurt Wagner from ShowPatrolTV.com. Woohoo! Thank you both for <laughs> joining me. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, so uh, we're going to be doing a little uh, summer TV preview. We're going to take a look at the summer by going day by day through the schedule and uh, stopping and then talking about some, some of the shows from each of those days. And uh, we'll start with Sunday. Uh, Sunday on the network side of things. Uh, ABC has Celebrity Wife Swaps starting on June 23rd, followed by a new show, new, new game show, Who Done It, on the same day. Uh, CBS has Big Brother starting on June 30th, and that'll be followed by Unforgettable on July 22nd, and then uh, Mentalist reruns. Fox has reruns of their comedies, their animated comedies. And uh, NBC has probably Datelines and whatnot playing, but uh, a new some show called Crossing Lines starting on June 23rd. And then where all the real fun is is on the cable side of things where on AMC uh, The Killing returns for a third season on June 2nd and uh, later on in uh, the uh, summer or towards the end of the summer on August 11th, uh, Breaking Bad uh, premieres and that'll be followed by Low Winter Sun, a new show as of August 11th as well. Uh, BBC America has the return of Copper on June 23rd. Uh, Food Network Star has the next uh, version of Next Food Network Star on June 2nd. Uh, True Blood returns to HBO on June 16th, and The Newsroom returns on July 14th. Lifetime has... uh, the Back from the Dead, Drop Dead Diva, uh, <laughs> returning on June 23rd, and that'll be followed by new show Devious Maids, also on June 23rd. Uh, Showtime has Dexter, followed by new show Ray Donovan, starting up on June 30th. And TNT has uh, the return of Falling Skies for its third season as of June 9th. So, uh, we'll start with you, Carla. What Sunday shows are you, uh, of those shows, are you most looking forward to? Well, I, I'm definitely looking forward to Falling Skies returning. That's a highlight for me, one of my favorite summer shows. Um, I'll be checking out Ray Donovan when that starts on Showtime. Uh, Newsroom is always uh, a good one to check out. I'm going to watch True Blood like I do every season, but I'm not sure why I'm still watching it. <laughs> to be honest, I don't really I really don't know why I still watch that show and I'm actually looking forward to that to NBC's new show Crossing Lines um, I haven't seen the 
the um, preview yet, but it seems really interesting because it's kind of about um, an international organization that's like searching for criminals and stuff. So um, it's got a good cast as Donald Sutherland. So I guess those would probably be the biggest ones. How about you, Kurt? I watched the uh, first hour of the two-hour premiere of Crossing Lines. Um, It's kind of, you know, a procedural, a crime procedural like any other, but it is cool. The international uh, cast and setting is pretty cool because it's basically uh, the world court comes up with this team of investigators to investigate murders that cross over borders because none of the... uh, the each country's police will cooperate with each other, so that's kind of fun. The first episode was was decent. Um, William Fichtner's Fichtner's in it um, plays this guy who is a rundown, beat up old cop who kind of retired, and some um, international cop brings him out of retirement to uh, face his demons and stuff. So that's kind of interesting. Um, I don't know about. Devious Maids might be kind of fun. It's Mark Cherry's new thing after Desperate Housewives. I have to say, I really liked it. Did you see it? I haven't I, seen any. I've of it seen yet. the first two, and it ha- it it feels. I mean, it's it's different, but it feels very much like season one, Desperate Housewives. Yeah, you know, there's a a, a murder mystery, and then there's the maids and the people they work for, and just the pace. You know, it's it's got a it's drama mystery, but also with that humor side to it that that was so much fun in the first season of Desperate Housewives. Mm-hmm. That uh, yeah, I I didn't expect you know to like it, but I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'll definitely I mean, check that out too. I thought that might be kind of fun. I'm interested to see Ray Donovan on Showtime. Um, that looks like it might be pretty good and intense. I watched the first, uh, the two-hour premiere of The Killing, and it's still sort of way mellow, <laughs> you know, like it always has been, you know, really kind of slow moving and everything. But Joel Kinnaman seems to be in it a lot more, so that's always good because I think he he's really good as as the cop he plays. Um, but yeah, do no, you no, have no. to have watched season two? Do you think to catch? No, it's a brand three? new. It's a brand new. Uh, and I still have no idea who killed what's her name and Rosie Larson. Yeah, it's a brand new case, and they explain, you know, why Detective Linden is a, now a former detective and stuff like that. So um, it's easy to follow. And I watched a couple, uh, the first two of the, the new season of Copper, and that also is kind of slow moving. I'm always, I want that to be better than it probably is, but um, I'll stick with it because I kind of like the characters. Yeah, the. The atmosphere of that show is – and just what they – you know, the set pieces that they've built for it and stuff yeah. make it more interesting than what's actually going on a lot of the time. And I see a lot of things like – you know, I'm no TV writer, but I see things and I'm like, oh, I wish they would have done this instead. This would have been far more interesting. you know. But, but there is some interesting stuff already happening this season in that. So I kind of am looking forward to that and Falling Skies. And that's about it. Yeah, for uh, for me, I'm the the a couple of shows, both The Killing and Drop Dead Diva. I'm interested in because they're both canceled and and brought back, and I'm interested to see it definitely Drop Dead Diva because of the way that it ended. That it was like 
you can't end a show that's been running this long that way. Uh, so I'm glad that that came back. I'm interested to see how they end Dexter. And and the Ray Donovan looks, you know, it looks really interesting. And uh, and then, of course, Falling Skies. I really like the show. They sent out, TNT sent out the first five episodes. And yeah. I ended up watching all of them. So it's, <laughs> it's now it's one of those that as we talk about it, over the next few weeks on the podcast, possibly, that uh, I'm going to be like, wait a second, now, which episode is that? Because <laughs> it's like one giant episode to me now. That's always a problem. It's hard for me to, especially when it's something that I like and is interesting, to like only watch them ahead of time, like the week before <laughs> or something. <laughs> it's like... That's why I haven't watched them yet. I'm reviewing that for TV Fanatic, and I'm real stickler on watching an episode, reviewing it, because I like to speculate in that. And it's like I know I'm just going to want to sit there and watch them all. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I have to wait and like watch. And I won't want to watch them, you know, and right, right now, cause I, coming up now that summer is here, that's fine. But the last two weeks have been, like, insane for TV writing, so... I'm looking forward to it, though. I did um, a couple calls with this week, and it sounds pretty exciting with um, the time jump of, you know, seven months, the baby, and where it kind of picks up. The new alien is coming. Cochise is what they call him. Uh, Is that what (laughs) he's called? Well, yeah, that's what they named him. I'm sure that's not his real name, but um, his real alien name. But it, it's pretty good. I, I, I watched them to get ready for some interviews that I did. And, um, you know, it's kind of funny because you try to watch and you want to, like you were saying, Collier, you want to watch really carefully. But then you have to watch it again for when you review it. And you want it to still be sort of new and exciting. But when you review it, so I guess it's one of the things about the job. But yeah. um, they're good. When I watched them the first time around, I was I was happy about them. Hashtag TV blogger problems. Yeah, but <laughs> but we don't like to complain, do yeah. we, since we get all this stuff. Um, one that I forgot was kind of Breaking Bad, I guess. I want to see how that ends, too. The final, what is it, six or eight episodes? Something like that. Yeah, I should uh, I should really work on trying to catch up over the summer so I can watch the, <laughs> watch the end I of should, it. like, start it. <laughs> but I decided now that 24 is coming back this fall, I want to, like, catch up on 24, so... Well, you have until next... You have until this time next year to catch up on 24. Yeah, I think that's a while out, yeah. Oh, it's not coming till summer? Yeah, it's gonna be... It's gonna be a limited series starting in May that goes partway into the summer, 12 weeks, and then there'll be another series that starts up, an M. Night Shyamalan series that starts up and runs into the fall, and uh, to, oh, well. to bridge the gap over the summer with uh, some scripted shows. Maybe I'll watch it then. So you have uh, you have a year to watch seven seasons of Twenty Four. Definitely could uh, work that in. I think. <laughs> All right. So Monday. So yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's uh, good on. Uh, and just one last on yeah on Falling Skies though. Uh, I really like where, you know, based on how it ended last season and what they've, you know, what they're what's happening this season. And uh, the only thing that, the only little teeny thing that bothered me was, like you said, it's uh, seven months, and they remind you constantly <laughs> in the first couple episodes that it's seven months. Well, it's been seven months, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, 
I think even into maybe like the third episode, you're just like, oh, is is it seven months has it been? Is that how long it's been? Yeah, but most people don't sit there and watch five episodes in a row. They might miss an episode. (laughs) So in that regard, you know. It still seemed uh, kind of funny. But anyways, we'll move on to to Monday nights. On the network side of things, ABC has The Bachelorette uh, starting up uh, on May 27th. Is that show ever going to die? No. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Well, I'll have to – I will say that if you're going to actually watch one of these shows that – the Bachelorette is the one to watch because percentage-wise, those are the ones that have actually turned into actual relationships. The other ones all fail when it's The Bachelor. So uh, at least on that small on that small note, it might be. But but that's enough about that. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to stick with the online spoof of that show <laughs> is what I'm going to watch with uh, Ken Marino. Uh, probably a much better bet, and uh, and that'll be followed by uh, Mistresses, a new show as of uh, June third. Uh, CBS has uh, uh, reruns of their comedies, and then as of June twenty fourth, uh, the Under the Dome miniseries uh, starts up. Uh, the CW has uh, still has episodes of Oh Sit playing, and uh, reality show Breaking Point. Uh, starts up on July 22nd. Uh, Fox has uh, reruns of comedies and also uh, new episodes of the Goodwin Games uh, that they're uh, burning off that started up uh, last week on May 20th. Uh, NBC has American Ninja Warrior as of July 1st. New show Get Out Alive as of July 8th. And new show uh, Siberia as of July 1st. And then over on Cable... Uh, A&E has uh, The Glades and Longmire both returning on uh, May 27th. Uh, ABC Family has uh, Switched at Birth starting up on June 10th, and that'll be followed by a uh, new show, The Fosters, as of June 3rd. Uh, MTV has Teen Wolf uh, returning on June 3rd. Uh, Sci-Fi has uh, some episodes of Defiance and Warehouse 13 playing on into June uh, TBS has a new show, Dion Cole's Black Box, as of July 9th. And TNT has the return of Major Crimes on June 10th, and that'll be followed by a new show, King and Max- Maxwell, on the same night. So, uh, Kurt, we'll start with you this time. What about Monday shows? What are you looking forward to? Well, what is Siberia? I don't even know what that is. Uh, it's, some, it's some show about... A group of contestants on some TV game show or something that gets sent to Siberia for something. But <laughs> oh, it's, it's a script. It's scripted right. drama. Yeah, right. And right. but when they get there, they find out that the area they've been sent to that something you know, based on based on the description of the show, something happened there like a hundred years ago that makes the place weird. Oh, okay. And now they're sort of there on their own to fend for themselves. Well, I might check that out then. That sounds like it could be interesting. Mistresses, I think, is one of those dead-on-arrival shows. Oh, it never God, got put on the schedule. Show. It never got put on the schedule, and, you know, it's about women and... It's about the... <laughs> it's about women and men and affairs. Yeah. Um, but I it's don't kinda, think it's going to last yeah. long. It's kind of desperate housewives-ish, except not funny. I don't like, think it doesn't have any... any there's no humor there. to it. It's just... Right. 
Uh-uh. And the people are just so unlikable that are having the affairs. Yeah. I always sort of get into Teen Wolf for a while and then I lose interest. But um, we'll see what happens with that one. Um, Major Crimes, I watched, I don't know. I was a big fan of The Closer and, and I watched Major Crimes too. I just, it feels sort of like, you know, comfort food almost. Like never too taxing, but always interesting. Um, so I'll probably watch that. And The King and Maxwell, I wasn't too thrilled about. I watched the premiere of that. Longmire kind of bores me, too. Um, but, yeah, that's probably Mondays for me. Under the Dome, I'm interested to see that, although Stephen King adaptations have no, not always done well on TV or been good anyway. How about you, Carla? Uh, I'm really excited to see Under the Dome. It just, from the previews, it looks really interesting. I like the idea of, you know, the society being kind of closed off and what's going to happen and that it's kind of a limited. I'm really, I really like this trend towards the limited, not limited as far as like it can't be renewed, but limited by number of episodes. So you kind of know, okay, they're going to be able to tell a story within a certain, you know, 10, 13, 15 episodes. So I'm really excited about that. And I like Haven, which was based on a Stephen King um, novel, and I also was a fan of The Dead Zone. So, and you know, um, Siberia looks interesting. I'm going to give that a, a a try when that comes out. Uh, you know, anything that kind of I don't watch reality or contest shows very often, but the idea of watching a show about the making of one. And of the contestants seems kind of intriguing to me. I love Teen Wolf. That's like, I, like my guilty pleasure show. Um, season one was a little, it was kind of a work in progress. But by season two, it really got to be a very serious and well-written drama with some action. And the characters were really developed. So I liked that. Um, I'll give King and Maxwell a try just because I read all the books and I love the books. Um, that it's based on so I'll be watching that and I think that's about it probably give the Fosters a try on ABC Family but it didn't look all that it's terrible (laughs) (laughs) well you know and ABC Family did something that I think in a way was bad marketing if it gets out more widespread is that that like the Lion Game and Bunheads, they held off renewals on those two to see how their summer shows go. So if you're a fan of either of those shows, don't watch the new shows because (laughs) then maybe your shows will get renewed. And I know there's a lot of really passionate fans about Bunheads, or for Bunheads. Um, And I love The Lion Game, and it ended on a cliffhanger, so I want that to come back. So... You know, maybe I'll just like boycott the Fosters as you know, support for Lion Games. I don't know. Yeah, it's not quite Secret Life bad. Like it's oh god, that was horrible. So Secret Life lasted forever. Yeah, I know. Yeah. that's the, that's the only thing is is something about that show attracted a a huge audience. It's just a uh, it's it's overly serpy in the stories that they're telling, and then some of the ways the characters are like portrayed it's just oh it's it's hard to watch and it's not you know especially when you put it's going to be it's going to premiere after the series finale of switched at birth 
and then it'll be following – I mean, not Switchverse, Secret Life. And then the next week, Switchverse starts up, which when you, you watch those two together, the quality jump or like decline from Switched at Birth to the Fosters is, will be huge. Oh, if Switched at Birth is on too, I love that show, so I'll watch that. Yeah, it it uh, it comes back in, in a in a good. Uh, I miss that. A good way. Yeah, Switched yeah. at Birth, I'll definitely be watching. And then for me, uh, I love the Glades. I just really like the the Detective Longworth character, and so uh, I'll uh, I'll be watching that. Uh, oh, I, like, I forgot about the Glades. Yeah, I, I watched that too. Yeah, you know, the the first you know the first episode back is. If you like the Glades, you're going to like the Return of the Glades. I like Longmire. It is a slow mover, but uh, I'll be watching that. And then uh, I'll be watching Major Crimes. It's it's different than The Closer, but yet it has a lot of of your favorite characters still, you know. So it's right. uh, and and they they still tell interesting stories within whatever the case of the week is. Uh, I really like Teen Wolf as well. Uh, it's you know it turned into much more vampire diaries like uh, in the in the speed at which they they do things they tell stories and stuff and so you know really like that in the second season I wasn't overly impressed by the first episode of King and Maxwell but I like that style of detective show where you have the potential for the banter back and forth and. And stuff like that. So I'll I'll probably are King and Maxwell married? No, no. Okay. And so it's uh, I'll continue to watch just to see where they uh, uh, where they go with that. And then uh, as both of you mentioned, uh, I'm very interested to see Under the Dome. I like a lot of the people that are in it. And great cast, yeah. And the the I you know the basic idea, and that they they've done just enough to make it intriguing without giving anything away with the way they've advertised it. So I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to that as well. And, uh, with that, I think uh, we'll jump on to uh, Tuesday where ABC has a new season of extreme weight loss starting up on May 28th. And I'm not sure what will be following that as of yet. Uh, CBS has NCIS reruns, uh, followed by big brother as of July 2nd and, uh, Brooklyn DA, which is a reality show, would you believe, following around Brooklyn DAs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Creative titling there. As of, as of May 28th. Uh, the CW has uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway? Uh, returning with the new host and uh, as of July 16th. And that will be followed by a new show, Perfect Score, as of the 16th of July as well. Uh, Fox has So You Think You Can Dance so that started up on the 14th of May. Uh, continuing on into the summer, and NBC has will have something playing at uh, in the first hour there, and it'll be followed, and then it'll have two hours of America's Got Talent as of June fourth, and then over on cable on Tuesdays, uh, ABC Family has Pretty Little Liars, uh, followed by new show Twisted, both starting up on June eleventh, and that'll be followed by a new uh, reality show The Vineyard as of July twenty fourth. Uh, BET has a new season of The Game, followed by new show Being Mary Jane as of uh, July 2nd. TBS has a new show Deal With It starting up on July 16th. TNT has the return of Rizzoli and Isles, uh, and followed by Perception as of June 25th. 
and USA Network has uh, the return of Covert Affairs, followed by Suits as of July 16th. So, Carla, what about Tuesdays? Suits. I'm so excited Suits is coming back. I'm not quite sure about this whole British invasion that's happening at Pearson and no other name firm yet. Um, but I'm sad I have to wait till July for Suits, but I'm very excited for it. And then also Covert Affairs, that's always um, a favorite. I like, uh, especially after last season where they really upped the intensity and made it a little bit darker and a little bit less of a pop bubblegum spy show um, it definitely has improved its quality and uh, storytelling I'll be giving Twisted a try um, I watched the early premiere of the first episode and I don't watch I've never seen Pretty Little Liars um, so I am not real familiar with that kind of weird ABC family mystery secret thing going on except for uh, Lion Game so you know whether it'll be all that similar or not I'm not sure but um, it the first episode got me to want to come back for a second episode so I guess um, that's a good thing on regular uh, network television, I think the only thing I'll be watching is I've I started watching So You Think You Can Dance. I took the last um, last year last summer I didn't watch it, um, but I'll be watching. I'm watching it again this season, and I really like that show. It's inspirational. The dances are great. Um, kind of like The Voice, they highlight the positives and very rarely, um, you know, show bad dances or. Uh, make fun of people so it's kind of an inspiring show um i'll probably maybe watch an episode here or there of rizzoli and niles i do like that show but um it ends up being one that was on my dvr and i never even finished catching up on last season so but tuesday's kind of a light night what about you kurt uh suits i like covert affairs i like more now sort of the same thing as Carla was saying the more the darker it kind of got um regular TV nothing <laughs> not one of those shows excites me um but what else no I don't watch Pretty Little Liars Twisted I'll, I'll watch it and see what it's like but I'm not expecting much hmm so what you're saying is a pretty light night yeah, that might be my catch-up on other stuff night. Um, that's the, that's the catch-up sure. on Sunday and Monday stuff? Yeah, probably. Have you mentioned the new uh, – the two Tyler Perry shows that are starting on OWN this week? I think one of those is on – those might be on Tuesday nights. Um, not that I'm going to watch them, but I do want to watch because having seen the previews for them, I kind of chuckled. And I might watch a couple times just to laugh and then not watch anymore. Cause they know, look, I must have missed miss those on the – they look horrible. They do the trailers, the previews that I saw looked like they were like filmed in the nineteen eighties. Like the what? quality of the it's filming like a, was like it's a joke or something. Yeah, I don't potentially worse than even the shows that were on TBS. Definitely, except they yeah. except they're trying to make them come off as sort of higher production values and everything like that. Um, let me see if I can find what they're called because they're just. Yeah, really the one ridiculous. preview I saw looked like it was so horribly made, like it was put together in like nineteen eight with nineteen eighties technology, and it was kind of grainy and um, 
Yeah, it didn't look. I was like, I, at first, I thought it was a rerun of an old show. I didn't realize it was a Tyler Perry, the Tyler Tyler Perry show until yeah. at the end when it came up. But I thought it was like for reruns of an old 1980s show. Well, okay, one of them's called The Have and The Have Nots. That's the drama. That's the and, one I saw the preview for. And the way he describes it, it's almost like it's uh, Downton Abbey, but set in Savannah, Georgia. And, you know, because it has sort of the upstairs people and the downstairs people, you know, like the 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 rich folks and then the people who take care of them, basically. But, uh, yeah, it looks horrible. And then there's a comedy called Love Thy Neighbor, which is, I guess that's going to be on Wednesdays, um, which, you know, sounds like another version of those other old, other comedies, you know, family comedy type of thing. But they run a diner. Um, anyway, they look really ridiculous. So I might watch them to make fun. <laughs> For a couple times, um, but otherwise, no, nothing really excites me too much on the Tuesday schedule. Besides covert affairs and suits, yeah. For me, uh, I'll continue to watch Pretty Little Liars. Uh, probably watch Twisted. I think it, based on the first episode, it pairs nicely with Pretty Little Liars. Although, even though there is a sort of a, a there's people that die and stuff like that in Pretty Little Liars. Twisted seemed to be almost feel a little darker still. I'll be watching that. And then definitely Covert Affairs and Suits. Yeah, as both of you said, Covert Affairs really uh, upped its game last season. And then Suits has been pretty much great since the first episode. So I'll be watching those. And then I'll probably watch some of Resilient Isles. I tend to watch that, even though I don't think it's very good. <laughs> it's one of those shows that I, I continue to watch some of, but... It's uh, I don't know. Uh, do you dance to the you know the opening credits like I do? <laughs> no. <laughs> I always dance to it. <laughs> I watch that every once in a while because then I can have a conversation with my mom because she likes watching that. <laughs> One of the very very few shows that she watches that I will talk to her about. Yeah, I may check out Perception again. I didn't really like the first season. I didn't either. I mean, overall, it was in- kind of interesting where it went. And his performance is pretty good, but I don't think the two leads have any chemistry whatsoever. And so it, it overall, it doesn't work. Is that the work. Rachel Lee Cook? Yeah. I mean, I like her, but I don't think they have any chemistry at all. You know, not just romantic chemistry, just friend chemistry. <laughs> like, they don't really play well off of each other. I don't know. So, uh, but I think uh, I think that's about it for me on uh, – there's, there's really nothing on – on the broadcast side, so we'll uh, we'll move on to uh, Wednesdays. Uh, ABC has some comedies uh, with the the middle and Modern Family reruns, and then they're still burning off episodes of Family Tools and How to Live with Your Parents. And then uh, they'll close out the night with uh, Nightline Prime as of uh, May 29th. Uh, CBS has uh, the Great American Baking Competition starting up on May 29th, and then uh, later on in the summer, as of July 17th, Big Brother episodes will be airing to start off uh, Monday night or Wednesday nights on CBS, and then they'll have Criminal Minds and CSI reruns. Uh, the CW has uh, Arrow reruns, followed by a new show Capture starting up on July 31st. Uh, Fox has a Master Chef. Uh, that started up last week on May 22nd. Uh, NBC has a Dateline 
followed by America's Got Talent episodes as of July 10th and New Show Camp as of July 10th. And then over on cable on Wednesdays, uh, ABC Family has uh, Melissa and Joey and Baby Daddy returning as of May 29th and a new show uh, Dancing Fools as of May 29th. Uh, BBC America has new show Broadchurch starting up on August 7th. Uh, Comedy Central has the return of Futurama as of June 19th. FX has new show The Bridge starting up on July 10th. Uh, TNT has the return of Franklin and Bash on June 19th. Uh, TV Land has uh, uh, the return of Hot in Cleveland and The X's on uh, June 19th. And USA Network has Royal Pains and Necessary Roughness returning as of June 12th. So, uh, Kurt, what about Wednesdays for you? Well, I'm kind of excited to see Camp on NBC. It might be kind of fun. What is that? Rachel Griffith, Rachel Griffiths, isn't it? And I think she plays kind of a the either the just a camp counselor or the person in charge of some summer camp. Yeah, place. she's the camp owner. The camp owner, yeah. Um, it might be just kind of a fun comedy break for the summer. I think maybe. Um, I haven't seen any of it yet, but it sounded interesting. Um, what else do we have on here? <laughs> No, I'm not interested in baking. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not another catch-up night. Dancing Fools. Oh, Broadchurch. I'm interested in that. And the end of Futurama. I'd like to see the, the end of that. The Bridge on AMC looks very interesting. It's based on another one, like The Killing, based on a uh, Danish series. Um, that's a you know like a murder mystery. They find a body and I think it's chopped in half, and one half is on the Mexican side of the border, and one half is on the American side of the border. And so the two side, the two uh, police departments have to work together um, to figure out all these killings and stuff. So that could be cool. Uh, those USA staples and TNT staples are having some big change ups. I think Franklin and Bash. Isn't this when they get their new boss, who happens to be, uh, um, what's her name? Oh, what's her name? Melrose Place lady. Heather Locklear. Yep. I think. So that could be fun. And um, Necessary Roughness, I think um, John, what's his face, joins that cast. Yeah, John Stamos. John Stamos, yeah. I'm good with names, can you tell? <laughs> so that, that, guy, that guy from uh, Full House. Uh, although I really don't like that show that much, Necessary Roughness. It's but Sark's going to be there. Who? Sark. Sark. That's not his real name. <laughs> the guy from Alias? <laughs> yes. Oh. He'll always um, be Sark to me. Yeah, so that's my things. Broadchurch, I'm, Broadchurch, I'm really looking forward to seeing. David Tennant and um, Arthur Darville, two Doctor Who yeah, two Doctor Who alums. Alums in the are show. in it, and it's a cop a cop drama. I think it's eight episodes. It could be good. Yeah, okay, that's it. That's my deal on those. How about you, Carla? Um, on network television camp, I think it looks like fun. It's from um, creators of Friday Night Lights and Deception. So oh, I didn't even know that. Uh, it or two of the people involved with those shows. Um, so. I don't know. It looks like it could be a fun, hilarious adventure to take. 
Um, I got to say, NBC looks like they they actually are doing some decent programming for the summer. And, you know, one thing is, for me at least, my bar of what I'll watch in the summer is much lower than what I'll watch during the regular season, just because <laughs> of what's available. Plus, I like a little bit lighter fare in the summer um, than... I generally watch during the regular season. So um, I'm definitely looking forward to the bridge that Kurt talked about on FX. I'll be covering that um, weekly and necessary roughness. You know, I still have to watch the last two episodes from last season, but it's one of those that I do sometimes like watching, but usually it's on like a lazy Saturday and I'll catch up on a few episodes. But with the addition of um, John Stamos and David Anders, and with her getting a new job, um, working for them at a sports agent's office, I think that, you know, it could take, it could become less, kind of like Covert Affairs last season made the shift from, you know, not taking itself too seriously to becoming more serious, that maybe this is like the season that Necessary Roughness will get a little bit better um, now that it's kind of moving away from the football being so football oriented yeah. um, and I'll watch Royal Plains just because I like the characters and it's a fun summer show I don't know I just I like I, I do like Royal Pains even though I probably shouldn't <laughs> I like I like Royal Pains I'll be watching Royal Pains and Necessary Roughness mostly because I just they're sort of fun uh, and I like, you know, some of the, you know, a lot of the people involved in it and stuff. That's the same reason I watch Franklin and Bash. I like the people that are on it. It's not necessarily the greatest, uh, but uh, it's still fun watching whatever antics they're going to come up with to win their cases. Mm-hmm. You know, it sort of has the antics of something like a Boston legal or, or something, but not the seriousness of of something like that. So it's fun to watch. I'll I'll be watching Melissa and Joey just because... <laughs> it's it's like old school TGIF uh, type comedy, but I don't know why I just really like watching those two together. It's just fun, even though it's not necessarily another, it's another one of those. Uh, Wednesday seems to be full of those shows that are just fun <laughs> that I like to watch because of the people that are in it, but they're not all necessarily that really that good. But uh, I will watch Broadchurch. Uh, that looks interesting, and the bridge uh, definitely. I always am interested in anything. You know, FX has been on a, quite a streak with their with their show, so I'm I'm always. Did interested I say in AMC what, on that? Yeah, that's FX. Yeah, so I'm always interested in what they've uh, they've got going, and then I may check out Camp now that I hadn't looked to see what that one was. So I'm I may check that out as well. All right, and we'll move on to Thursday. Uh, Thursday on the broadcast side. Uh, ABC has a uh, wipeout, uh, which started up a couple weeks ago, and uh, followed by Motive, uh, which started up uh, last week on the 23rd, May 23rd, and that'll be followed by uh, Rookie, the fourth season of Rookie Blue, uh, which started last week as well. Uh, CBS has reruns of How I Met Your Mother, Two and a Half Men, Person of Interest, Elementary. CW has reruns of Vampire Diaries and Beauty and the Beast. Uh, Fox has Hell's Kitchen that started up uh, last week on May 23rd, uh, followed by the new show Does Someone Have to Go uh, that started up on the same night. Uh, NBC is burning off episodes of Save Me uh, that started up last week as of May uh, 23rd. And uh, then they'll have uh, 
new show, The Winner Is, starting up on July 11th, uh, and another new show, Hollywood Game Night, also starting on July 11th. On the cable side, on Thursday, uh, FX will uh, continue to be playing their uh, hundreds of episodes of Anger Management that (laughs) they're filming, uh, followed by new season of Wilfred uh, that starts up on June 20th. TBS has uh, the second season of Sullivan and Sons starting up June 13th. Uh, TNT has a couple of uh, their new reality series, reality competition series, uh, The Hero, uh, followed by 72 Hours starting up on uh, June 6th. And USA Network has uh, the final season of Burn Notice starting on June 6th, and that'll be followed by new show uh, Graceland that also premieres on June 6th. So, uh, Kurt, what, what are you looking forward to on uh, Thursdays, if anything? I always look forward to Wilfred. War Wilfred. I love that show. On FX, that comedy. Um, hmm, I've watched... What did they send? They sent three episodes of Graceland. And it's by the same guy who does White Collar. But it's sort of more serious. And it's about all these different agents from the FBI, DEA, and some other agency. I can't remember what it is. Is it Customs? Um, All living in this house, and it's based on a true story. They're on uh, some California beach in a house, and uh, and they work out of that place as undercover. It's like they're roommates. You know, they undercover as roommates, but then they do all this other stuff. Um, Good cast. Daniel Sinjata's in it. And who was on Rescue Me and uh, uh, Aaron Tibbet, who was in uh, Les Miserables, and some other folks. Um, it's kind of interesting and more serious than White Collar is. Um, so I'll probably watch that for a while, at least, if I don't get bored after that. Burn Notice. Want to see how that ends. So many shows ending this year. On the regular TV side, Motive was, I was sort of lukewarm to it um, on ABC. It is a crime drama, but you find out who the killer is right away. And so then it's almost like you're just like, who cares? <laughs> you know, we know who the killer is. Except on the other side of it, the way that a lot of crime procedurals work is based on the guest star of the week. You know who it's going to be anyways. So it sort of just gives up that pretense and says, this is who yeah. it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, it gets it's interesting. I think uh, the woman who plays the main cop is is good um can't remember her name now but she was in the killing Kristen Lehman yeah I think she's really good in it um but and I love Louis Ferreira who plays her partner he was in uh Stargate Universe but uh I feel like sometimes the motive like once they get to the motive like it it seems like she figures stuff out really fast like oh she must have some kind of (laughs) superhuman abilities to do that um and Rookie Blue, I kind of, even though it's just your basic cop show, I kind of, I get into it every once in a while. It's not something I try to run home and watch, though. Well, I, I, I did my duty on Rookie Blue, and I watched the fourth season premiere episode, and that'll be it. I've, I've, <laughs> watched, I've watched the premiere episode of every other season, and I still don't like the show. I like, I like her. Yeah, the rest of the people on it, and and the way that it's you know written and stuff, it just doesn't, you know, it just doesn't work. It's one of those shows. I think there's a lot of stuff in the summertime that it's just like you know, it's nice to have on 
almost like, oh, I need need some noise in the background or whatever. Except you know? Rookie Blue seems to have that huge fan base, or like, yeah, it does. There, there's a, a not necessarily huge, but there is a a vocal fan base for that show. Well, I think it has some compelling characters, but uh, it's never written so that it challenges you at all. It's just very easy to watch. I think. I just watch it and go, God, this was the guy that was good on Everwood. What the hell happened? <laughs> <laughs> so, Carla, what about you on Thursdays? Um, I've been watching Motive. Um, that's a really good example of a show that I probably would not uh, watch during the regular season, yeah. but that I have enjoyed the first two episodes of um, this season. It just... I like the setup. I am kind of like gripped to like, okay, so we know who the killer is and we know who the victim is, but like, why did they do this? And how is this going to unfold? And the other aspect of it that I like is that the killer, at least in the first two episodes, you see them try to um, not get caught. So that's an aspect that you don't generally get to see on other crime dramas because you don't know who the killer is in this case like they know they did it and the cops don't know but you get to see like them either be kind of panicking or trying to swing the investigation a certain way or trying to get rid of evidence things of that nature and so it's kind of this cat and mouse game between um, the killers and the police and then um, the main woman cop she does she's very intuitive and they kind of make some references to just like her instinct and her ability to see past um, just like what evidence is in front of her where her partner he is very much like looking at the evidence so there's also that dichotomy between those two that's kind of fun um, is it an awesome cop show no but I have gotten sucked into the first two episodes and kind of really paid attention so they must be doing something right and then on cable burn notice i'm excited to see what happens um you know now that michael's made that deal with the cia and he's being shipped off and kind of away from his friends um when the season starts and how that kind of plays out Though at the same time, it's a little distressing that's the end. You know that this is it. This is the end of the series, and you know the core group's not together. So it'll be interesting to see kind of what happens there. And then I'm very super excited about Graceland. The casting is amazing, and so far the premise is pretty interesting. There's a twist that was why they gave it away in some promos I have no idea but hopefully they're not going to show those promos anymore but there is a twist that comes at the end of the first episode that yeah, and- really drew me in even more um, so I hope that they kind of don't give that away in the promos that you know anymore Sorry, I didn't, know, I didn't realize I didn't realize they gave that away in a promo that's why I didn't even bring it up but um, that's interesting yeah I'm not going to bring it up because I'm hoping that they don't continue that but they yeah. did there were some pro there was a promo out um a while ago that kind of gave up it's still on youtube if people want to see it but <laughs> but don't yeah don't because that's sort don't. of uh, but yeah that's the that's the extra element that made the show you're like okay this would be fun watching these different people try and work together you know go undercover and and solve these different things and they they make mention of something earlier early on, but then they 
then they pay that off at the end. And that's what really made it like, yeah, I want to continue to watch this. So, so yeah, definitely Graceland. I'll be watching that and watching the final season of Burn Notice. Then also with Motive, I I like the way they tell the story where it conti- with a you know they flash back and you know they show you the you know from the crime and and leading up to the you know up to the crime and so you see what what things happen and then also you see like you said things play out after the crime uh, from the other perspective it's not totally the same but it almost has a little bit of uh law and order criminal intent was kind of that way where you weren't always totally sure who was going to be but relatively quickly in that show, you knew who was going to be because then it was uh, a battle back and forth between them and Gorin uh, as to, uh, you know, them getting caught or whatever. But uh, I I just I like the way the stories are told, uh, I think, is worth giving motive a, sh- a shot. If you like procedurals but are looking for something that's a little different, you know, has a different spin on it. You know, when, can I add one more thing about motive? Sure. One thing that like. A lot of the crime procedurals, they decided to have like their um, their sidekick with a quirk, whether it be like Castle or the Mentalist, or you know, like they took the spin being on like one of the investigators. And I really, I think that it's interesting that instead of it being like the characters that were like changed up it was really in the format of the storytelling that they changed up. So that really makes it like you're watching something new and different that you haven't really seen before. Cause it is all about it. The characters don't really matter to be honest. I wouldn't you agree that it's more, it's about the mystery and solving that than it is about like the cops themselves. Yeah. You get a little bit of her, you know, some of her background and, you know, her having a son and, and stuff like that, but but yeah, for the most part, it's about uh, the case and the people that are being investigated or trying to keep from being investigated. But I, but it is true that it's the what makes it different is the way they tell the story, and that was what was interesting to me. And then uh, I haven't watched the second episode yet, but I really liked the first episode of Save Me. It uh, oh. Yeah, I did too. I, so I'll probably watch the rest of those episodes, even though it's not going to go <laughs> anywhere past the episodes that they burn off at two a week. But it's it seems to me that uh, over the last few years, my favorite comedies that NBC has picked up are the ones that they hold and then burn off at the end of the season or mm-hmm. end of the summer. You're just like... And and so I don't get it because like Bent was really good and you know and then this I thought was really good. It doesn't necessarily totally fit with uh, what their their new strategy was last season with the but then that strategy didn't work since they canceled all their shows <laughs> but, uh, uh, of trying to go broader with their comedy. But I really think Anne Hayes gives a really good performance uh, in the in the show and. It, I found it, it it pretty funny and interesting, so I'll, I'll. I did too, and I laughed, and and she. I thought she was really good too, and so I'll I'll probably watch the you know however many episodes of those they have, and uh, just another show to lament that <laughs> uh, disappeared too quickly, and with that uh, we'll move to Fridays. Uh, ABC has uh, prime time. What would you do? Starting up on 
May 30th. Uh, CBS has reruns of Undercover Boss, uh, Hawaii Five-0, and Blue Bloods. Uh, the CW has will be burning off the rest of the season of Cult as of uh, June 28th with a couple episodes a night until they run out. And uh, Fox has reruns of Bones and The Following. And NBC has Dateline and Rock Center. And then over on cable, uh, Stars has... Uh, the Return of Magic City as of June 14th, and Sci-Fi has the second season of Continuum starting up on June 7th. So uh, I forgot who, where I was. So we'll just go, Carla. <laughs> what about Fridays? I probably will be catching up on other things or doing other things on Friday. The one would be um, I have not watched the first season of Continuum yet, but I did have it on my DVR until I realized it was on Netflix, so I was able to, like, clear that space off. But my plan is to get caught up on Continuum Season 1 and then watch Season 2. Um, I've heard great things about it, and I love me some sci-fi, so um, assuming I like the first season, I'll be watching that. And how about you, Kurt? Um, I'm still trying to get into Continuum. I'm not totally sold on it yet, but uh, I do. How far into it are you? I watched some of the first season. I just watched the next season premiere, um, and it was okay. But I don't know. I just, I just, I can't get that into it really. I don't. Know. I think it. I think it builds. I think it's better in the second half, as they unleash more information about uh, various things. Mm-hmm. No spoilers. I, that's what I, I didn't. That's why I said various things. But just as <laughs> I think that it's, I I like this again. This is another one of those I like the storytelling style where the flashback is actually into the future. It's telling what the future was like for her before she got sent back. You know, mm-hmm. so that may not be what will ultimately happen now that she's back and things are being tried to change and you know and the other group that was sent back but i i think that's a again you the flashbacks add more story to her and uh and to what's going on uh to that i think they have a pretty good reveal by the uh the end of the the season and you know i liked where season two started off uh the first episode back is enjoyable and uh I'll be watching that. Uh, definitely be watching that uh, going forward. And uh, that's pretty much it on uh, on Fridays. It'll just be uh, continuing for me. And then we'll so we'll move on to uh, on to a Saturday. If you're really excited about those coal <laughs> being burned off, then you'll be really excited about uh, ABC, which will be burning off the rest of Zero Hour. Uh, as of uh, June 15th, and that'll be followed by they'll finish out the rest of 666 Park Avenue as of June 22nd. Uh, CBS will be playing uh, reruns and such. Uh, Fox will have uh, evening uh, baseball games, and uh, NBC will be playing uh, reruns and such and closing out the night by burning off Do No Harm as of <laughs> June 29th. So if you really want to... This is, it's like a canceled TV bonanza on Saturday nights on the, on the network side of things. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, over on uh, over on cable, uh, AMC has uh, Hell on Wheels starting up on uh, August third. Uh, BBC America has uh, the final season of uh, the original version of Being Human, 
as of July 13th. Uh, Hallmark uh, Channel has a new show, Cedar Cove, starting up on June 20th. And Sci-Fi has uh, <laughs> Sinbad and Primeval New World uh, starting up on June 8th. Uh, both uh, shows that made it in one season and out. So uh, <laughs> what about what about Saturdays? <laughs> Anything on Saturdays? So Sinbad is uh, one of those that's already been canceled somewhere? Yeah. It, it, yeah. It went once, yeah. One season and and got canceled and I after watching the first episode I can totally see why. <laughs> well, you know what? I actually didn't think that was as bad as Primeval New World was. Primeval New World was horrible. Yeah, it, it, it got canceled too. Yeah, it was. I actually liked the the British version. I you know it wasn't great, but I had fun watching it. This thing was so bad. The dialogue so bad. The acting not very good. Ugh. I couldn't believe how horrible it was. Yeah, the if you're a if you were a Zane fan from Eureka, you know maybe you'll want to check it out. But uh, I didn't watch much of the the British Prime, you know, Primeval. Uh, you know that I don't remember it of the little bit that I did watch. I don't remember it being that great. Like it was like the uh, the it it wasn't as good as like Torchwood. You know, well, you could, but you could actually listen to the dialogue without cringing. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, this as you as is as you like sort of spin away. Like you have like Doctor Who, and then you have like Torchwood, not quite as good. And then you had like <laughs> Primeval New World, not quite as good as that, or Primeval, not quite as good. And then you have like this version of Primeval, and you're like not even as good. as <laughs> like as you get away from, <laughs> as you continue horrible. to move outwards. It, it, yeah, it wasn't. But uh, I'm surprised AMC. I didn't realize AMC was putting Hell on Wheels, the new season of that, on Saturdays. They've never really had original programming on Saturdays. Yeah, that was an interesting uh, scheduling uh, thing. But and, I, I, but I like that show. Yeah, but they're saying you know it's not like they're, according to them, it's not like what other, you know, networks, you know, like broadcast networks do. If something ends up on Saturday, it's probably because it's been canceled or it's just being burned off or whatever. Uh, they're they're looking at it more of like that's what expanding their program. Yeah, that's yeah. what BBC America and and you know a, a few other cable channels do program some things on on Saturdays. And so, yeah. well, uh, I always liked that show, Helen Wills. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, for me, I may watch the rest of Six 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 Park Avenue because I kind of like that show. It's one of those that actually started to get a little bit better. <laughs> right when it got canceled, but uh, Zero Hour was terrible. You know, there's there's a night for you right there, yeah. a night of viewing Zero Hour, and then and then watch um, watch Zero Hour, Six 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 Park Avenue, Do No Harm, uh, Sinbad, and Primeval New World. <laughs> well, I was gonna say just on Saturday night you could go Zero Hour for the horrible stuff, yeah. and then Sinbad and Primeval New World, and you could have a really <laughs> fun night of getting drunk every time you want to cringe. Take a drink every time you want to cringe and, you know, be drunk by the end of the night or something. I might go back and get caught up on Zero Hour. I don't know. You'd probably be drunk well, before you got up. to Sinbad. Didn't they only air, like, two episodes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I only watched the first one. But, you know, and that was one of those, as soon as I watched the pilot, I'm like, this is going to get canceled. It's just not, like... Well, and it the, sounded the, like it was going to be awesome, to, to, I, I, I got to say. Yeah. I'm a geek well, for you that know, kind of stuff. Yeah, I like that type of show. And I liked the people that were in it, but it was so poorly done. It was but it was awful. awesome until the last five minutes. 
of the the premiere episode. Yes, I think because that- the last five minutes made it completely idiotic. <laughs> it made no sense. Like the whole like doppelganger thing or whatever it was. Like I was like, okay, this is just absolutely ridiculous. And it would have been less ridiculous if he would have come across the you know the the clock or whatever it was you know the thing that his wife stumbles upon at a you know a sidewalk bazaar you know he, it's it's totally coincidental that how he comes in contact with it if he had somehow it had been passed down through his family or exactly been sent to him for from a for a specific reason from somebody he didn't know if there if there was some other reason than he coincidentally ends up on this quest only to find out this piece of information at the end. I was just like, I'm out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but the other one, um, I might actually watch Cedar Cove um, on the Hallmark Channel. I'm a huge fan of the cheesy Hallmark Channel movies. Mm-hmm. And Cedar Cove actually, um, it looks like it could be a really good summer. It's based on a popular set of novels and... I've never read the novels, but yeah, I just what, like. What's it about? Uh, I I forget uh, exactly, but uh, you know, it's just I think it's just a sort of a soapy drama uh, type of thing. That's it's based on okay. a set of uh, what is it, Debbie McCumber, uh, you yeah, know, romance McCumber novels. Right. But instead of doing you know like two hour movies or whatever, they've turned it into a you know a scripted series. You know, it's got that kind of like small town feel. It's got Andy McDowell in it. Let's see, she's a lawyer in this town. Love it. And then there's a Dylan Neal is in it, who's like the newspaper editor. And you know, of course, there's going to be romance and shenanigans and all that good stuff. <laughs> you know, in normal Hallmark Channel style. Yeah. And there's probably going to be horses at some point because there's always horses on Hallmark Channel stuff. And sailboats, right? Yes. Aren't there usually sailboats, too? And it's in a cove. Well, at Cedar Cove, there's got to be some boats. Yeah, there's got to be sailboats, right? What was I thinking? (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, I'll... I'll, I mean, come on. It's Annie McDowell and Dylan Neal. Got to give it a try. All right. So that's our uh, summer TV preview. Oh, Uh, can I bring up something we forgot on Sundays? What did we forget? And actually, it's something I look forward to every summer. The Masterpiece Mystery season. Um, This year, it's Inspector Lewis and then Endeavor, which is like the flashback version of the old Inspector Morse. It's when he's young in the 60s. So you get to see how he started out being a cop and a detective. And I've watched the first episode of both of those. And I love those British mystery shows. They're set in... Are they new? Both of them. Yeah, they're new. Um, Both of those are set in Oxford. Um, well, it's the series isn't the series isn't new, but but the episodes are new. It's like new seasons, yeah. Gotcha. Um, but uh, they're always fun. I always love those. So I just wanted to throw a pitch in for those Sunday nights, PBS. <laughs> All right, and with that, that'll do our that'll be our summer preview. You know, let us know uh, what shows uh, you're looking forward to, and uh, with that, we'll move on to our primetime segment. First show on the list is uh, Warehouse 13, which is at uh, Season 4, Episode 14, uh, The Sky's the Limit. So, Kurt, what are you thinking about uh, this half of uh, Season 4 of Warehouse 13? Well, I loved 
Not th- I th- that episode I liked, but because I liked the show. But the episode of the week before I really loved when they were stuck in the in the film noir book. Yeah, um, that was in the, in the uh, crime novel. That was just an awesome, amazing, well written and well acted episode. I thought it was amazing. This one was pretty good too, though. I liked Jill Gray playing um, an old mag- magician. Yeah, it turned out that <laughs> was it his granddaughter had was using an artifact to uh yeah to, to so help that he him. could levitate people <laughs> so, yeah, and stuff for, to help him with his magic without him knowing yeah. and then unbeknownst to her <laughs> it was killing uh those people that uh were used as uh audience you know audience uh, participation right. <laughs> later on well they were it was like uh they levitated way up up into the sky and then dropped them. Yeah, they would get they would get levitated <laughs> during the act, and then within a day later or something like that, all of a sudden they would just fly out, <laughs> fly up in the air, and then drop back down. And and it happened to uh, Eddie McClintock's character, to Pete, and um, the next day he was in the car and he was like getting levitated right out of the sunroof of the car, and he was holding onto the car, <laughs> which was really funny. And they always give him really good lines, and Eddie knows how to deliver those lines too. So, it was fun. Yeah, I've, I I I I like the the last episode before this one. They did really well. I liked that they gave that the, like Pete kept pointing out that Micah was really enjoying herself, even mm-hmm. though they, <laughs> because it was sort of right up her alley. She used to read those type of books all the time uh, when when she was younger, and uh, and so. She's kind of normally the a little bit more stick in the mud, and he's the he's the you know go by his gut type of guy, and and that she was actually having fun even though there was the potential that they could be stuck in this book forever, uh, type of thing uh, was it was that was fun uh, to see. I like uh, you know because they went uh, pretty dark for this show into uh, at the end of you know the mid season point. Uh, you know, killing off a character, and so watching everybody deal with that, I think they've been doing a pretty good job of, uh, you know, what that means for everybody. And even though right. you may have been being, you know, <laughs> there was an artifact or something that was uh, controlling you, the the fact that you know it was still you, you know, kind of that that did something like that. Uh, it's an interesting place to put the season. Right, Artie's personal str- struggle has been really good too. I think, um, as as the B story or you know sometimes the A story, it's been uh, good and and more serious, but enjoyable. And I I I'm glad I'm disappointed uh, that it's been canceled, but glad that they've given it the you know six episodes to be able to right. to finish out. Although they, when you do look at it though, they did give a a pretty good size order to season four. Uh, that's you know they did more episodes in season four than they've done in previous seasons. So if you add those six episodes to see with season five, it's it's almost like they've done five seasons of like thirteen episodes in in that respect. But uh, kind of disappointing though that it's. I didn't think it was doing that sort of borderline poorly based on. And then, you know, as things increasing cost as they go on and stuff like that, that it would be sort of on the chopping block at the end of season four. Yeah, I was surprised about that, too, because I thought it was doing well in the ratings, but I guess it wasn't doing as well as I thought. Yeah. But I I don't know. It's, you know, 
Sci-Fi is owned by NBC. I don't know if they're. Uh, it seems like Sci-Fi is just cranking out the reality shows these days, and they spent so much money on Defiance. Yeah, that seems to be the the go-to rumor is that uh, they had to cancel something else to keep paying for Defiance or whatever. And you're just like, really? I get that it's an expensive show. I mean, the the set is pretty impressive, and you know, and it's obviously a big undertaking, along with the game and everything. You know, and then obviously the the amount of CGI work that goes into every episode, you know, there's some cost of that over other shows. But it's like, really, you're you're canceling other shows to make room for that one show to pay for that one show when you have so many nights around year round to be able to program. Well, I mean, you if know? you look at if you look at all the reality shows they're they're bringing in, those are a lot cheaper to do, and then they're buying acquired series like that Sinbad and Primeval they're not putting any money into that besides buying the rights to and Continuum too besides buying the rights to uh, to air it air it in the US that's a lot cheaper than doing an original series yeah but at least with things like Continuum and Lost Girl uh, you know there's a quality there that it makes sense to uh, acquire uh, it it even makes sense to acquire canceled things and things that only lasted one season to play on Saturdays. Yeah, uh, but what I'm you know, saying is it's still cheaper. Yeah, it's definitely cheaper, but still, there's still plenty of, you know, when they basically run their scripted stuff on Mondays and Fridays, There's it just seems like there's plenty of space that they could need to fill, that they should be filling with some sort of scripted sci-fi, you know, programming, and that canceling one of their own shows that seems to be, you know, one of their more popular shows. I don't know. Uh, but at least, like I said, they didn't just g- come in and go, oh, it's canceled, and at the end of season four, you're just like... Because you know this season's going to end, that they didn't end it with, like... I'm sure they didn't end it with the thinking that it was going to be the end of the series. Uh, so, as I've mentioned before on the podcast, I'm a big proponent of if a show's gone more than... You know, if it's gone into a third season or, you know, some 30 episodes plus, I think fans deserve some sort of ending to their series if they've, you know, put that much time into watching them. Which is one thing that I have, I, I mentioned in the last week's episode as well that I give credit to uh, the CW for is uh, they've kept their promise of giving their long running series endings. Uh, you know, they've brought back. You know, Gossip Girl and and you know Nikita this year with you know six episodes to be able to give you know endings. They gave enough time to nine hundred two one zero to create an ending at the end of last season. Uh, they gave an ending to uh, One Tree Hill. So you know, I I applaud them for that, and I think other networks would be smart to pick that up as something to do because. The continually canceling of you know canceling a show early in its first season, fine, whatever. It didn't make it. I don't care. Uh, but if I've put multiple seasons into something and then you just cancel it, that only I think hurts even more so than canceling something early of getting people involved in future shows uh, that have a serialization nature to it. How much do you think that giving the last six episode to Warehouse 13, though, was damage control after their abrupt cancelization of um, Eureka after, you know, they were supposed to get six episodes and didn't, and then, you know, ending Alpha's on a huge cliffhanger? 
you know, you I almost have to wonder if it really was kind of to to get away from being known as the network that well, think, leaves yeah, dissatisfied well, fans. I, I mean, at least they gave Eureka an extra episode to to close that off and uh, you know past the fifth season. And I I get it with uh, Alphas a little bit because you know it was two seasons, but you're but you're really you're talking twenty six episodes or twenty four episodes or however I can't remember how many episodes were in a season. It was twelve or thirteen. I'm less so disappointed i mean i would have liked to have seen that show continued i like some of the characters and you know it's disappointing ending on a but i'm less bummed about that than i am about something like a eureka or a warehouse 13 or something like that where i've put like 50 episodes of watching in and then they right. just end it without giving for you know without giving some sort of warning in the production cycle cuz that's the other problem with cable shows is sometimes they're produced you know so far i mean like we were up there <laughs> when they were filming these episodes last october and uh and now they're airing so you know it's that type of thing once they once they start airing and then they decide oh we're going to we're going to cancel the show they're long past ending production for the season so mm -hmm. uh sometimes it's the way they air things that make it difficult to uh, give forewarning to you know as opposed to you know a regular show that's going to run from the fall through into may if at the halfway point they are leaning towards canceling it they could give warning to close it out at the end of that season and i think they should do more of that you know for broadcast shows and stuff but uh i was surprised that sci-fi is pretty much like gave up summer programming for originals because it used to be sci-fi you know that's where you'd go to watch shows on, at the summer you know sci-fi tnt usa but right. you know they've kind of moved a lot of their original programming to the regular season which you know i don't i don't think helps it at all although they have a pardon my french ton of reality stuff coming out this <laughs> summer. Um, yeah, but... And I don't mind if they're going to produce, you know, like if, say, when, you know, Tuesdays and Wednesdays are going to be, you know, full of their reality programming and stuff like that. That's fine. But if they're not also filling, you know, their Mondays and Fridays year-round with stuff, you know, then it gets to... Uh, then it gets to be a little annoying. Right. Well, that's what I mean. Their programmers make no sense to me. I just – I can't figure figure them out. I, can't, I, don't, I don't know what they're doing. It's really weird to me. Yeah, they used to – you know, they used to be more uh, likely that you would see, a, you know, a couple of shows over the summer, you know, be on, you know, Sci-Fi and USA <laughs> and, and TNT would have shows over the summer and then they might save – an episode or something or a handful of episodes or something like that for around Christmas time. Uh, and then they started splitting the seasons and, uh, but sci-fi has really almost sort of gone away from the bulk of their stuff being, which I'd be fine with if they had stuff year round, if there was pretty much always, uh, you know, something, uh, on, you know, that scripted wise. It's almost gotten to be where like January is programming overload. Cause yeah. You know, the networks launch new stuff and then all the cables channel, you know, like, you know, the fall season is usually pretty 
not too dense. But then you hit January, and it's like, let's just put everything on now. Yeah, you have but, the re- you have stuff returning. Then you have mid new mid season shows yeah. taking place for things that have gotten canceled or or finished off. And then you have like these half seasons of USA and TNT shows and stuff like that returning and. And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens to the cable program or scheduling model now that going into this fall season that um, the networks are shifting to a full year schedule and that they're going to be programming during that normal hiatus period over the holidays, like that winter hiatus. They're going to be putting on new shows. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that competes with, because that's usually when a lot of the cable channels would bring stuff back. Yeah, TNT would bring back stuff over the you know end of December and in, you know into early January or something like that. And, uh, and so, yeah, I'm all for, you know, even if it's shorter, you know, even if you're talking like 10 to 15 episodes, seasons of shows, but they're always being stuff on like year round, mm-hmm. you know, on, on everything on the networks. I mean, as you can see, there's some stuff on the networks, but a lot of it is all stuff that's been purchased from other places. You know, all the, the Siberias and the camps and the rookie blues. And, you know, those are a lot of that stuff is all sort of repurposed, uh, that they it's played someplace else already, but I'm, a, I'm perfectly fine with that. If it's actually a, decent show too that's why you know i like lost girl and continuum and stuff like that and i'm perfectly happy that sci-fi has bought the rights to air those here you know those canadian series here and i think we can move on to the next show although the next show on the list is motive oh we already kind of talked uh, season about one episode we? one creeping tom and episode two crimes of passion but uh i think we kind of covered what we liked about that show when we were talking right. about it during the summer preview so i yeah. think we'll just uh move on to uh orphan black uh, season one, episode nine, uh, unconscious selection, or they, which uh, is awesome. <laughs> Carla, you love that show, right? I love that show. That show is like my number one pick for um, shows that people probably don't even know exist on a channel mm-hmm. that many people don't even know exist. And best performance of the year by far. It is um, so good. And she is so good. Tatiana Maslany, I think is how you say her Yeah. Name. Yeah. It's one thing to be playing like, say, like twins or something like that. But when you're when you're basically the star and the supporting cast of a show, I mean, that's impressive. I mean, she has she's so gotta many be scenes. like the hardest working person. And she has so you know, many scenes with herself. And they do a really good job of screening those so that it looks like they're both you know, they're actually both there. Well, you know how they film it? I talked to her. When I interviewed her, I asked that. And they shoot the scene, and she plays Sarah, you know, the one the one clone. She plays Sarah, the main clone. And um, she's talking to the wall, or she's, you know, talking to air or whatever. And they have this special kind of camera that tracks every movement. And then they, sh- then she goes and gets her all makeup done for the neck for the other clone that she's supposedly talking to, and then they shoot the same scene, and she hears the dialogue, and says the lines as as the other clone, you know. So she has to try to keep track of where she was and everything, and the camera has kept track of certain things too. Um, 
but she said like that. There was a scene I think in the third episode where the three finally get together, where Sarah, Cosima, and the the suburban the soccer mom. What's her name? Hello. Yeah, I'm blanking on her name. Um. Anyway, the yeah, three, all... three of them get together, and she said that basically because it's just them, and it's like what a minute and a half maybe the scene is. Um. She said it took like sixteen hours. <laughs> you know, with the makeup and everything, and of course, you know, she doesn't nail it every time the first time. But um, so yeah, she has to be working hard. I mean, I think, and and the thing, the beauty of it is, it's not like she's just like doing one little tiny twist to each of the clones. They all feel lived in. They're all yes. completely different, and they f- and fully realized characters. It seems. But then also, she plays. You know, one of the characters pretending to be one of the other characters. Right, right. But you can tell. But she when has to. That, but know. she has to like not fully slip into that other character. Right. She has to still make it so that the audience believes that you know, uh, she wouldn't know everything that that person would do. She's just trying to. Uh, and it's you know, it's not them. just a makeup job, a new wig, and a an accent. I mean, it's very much like emotions mannerisms and, and mannerisms and, 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 and yeah, all that kind of speech stuff. patterns, everything. They, it's, I mean, beliefs even, you know, yeah. and it, it's, it's, it's quite something to watch because it's not just that, like one of those where they put somebody else in the same style hair wig and shoot them from the back mm-hmm. and you see the other person's face and then the camera switches and, you know, they, they, like this this last episode where it starts out with them at the hospital and you see Sarah sitting there and the soccer mom who I still can't remember her name you know Allison Allison, yeah, Allison, yeah, Allison. St- standing next you know uh, standing in the background and they're both you know they're both there and uh, it, you know where you can s- you, you see their both their faces and so they do a really good job of filming it and it's totally believable that there's multiple of them there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think if they would have done too many of the, like, you know, the standard typical over-the-shoulder back and forth, it would have really taken away from the show. But because they keep away from doing that, it just makes it... Like, I never really question when I'm watching how they're doing it because it just... Uh, Appears like there's multiple of them. Yeah, like the or like, a couple right. episodes ago when she's at the coffee shop with Helena, and there's a shot. Uh, yeah, there's a shot from the side at the booth where you see both of them. You know, it's not mm-hmm. one of those over the shoulder things where it's switching back and forth. And so, just the that whole aspect adds so much to it. Mm-hmm. Well, and the show itself is like a story. It's just mesmerizing. I can speak. Yeah, it's to, so to much watch. so that I can't even talk about it. <laughs> I know. I get so excited. It it just like when I first watched the premiere episode, I didn't know really much about what it was, and I was kind of like, "What the heck is this? Wait, what? They shot the person?" And then I went and kind of read a little bit more. And I'm like, "Oh, it's about clones," and. Um, one of the storytelling mechanisms that I really appreciate and um, from two episodes ago and then even this la- this um, last night's episode is that they don't hold back. Like, they unravel the story and they reveal what's going on to people around them really quickly. Yeah, they're, they've done a really good job of there being some sort of reveal in every episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And the mystery just keeps but, deepening. Yeah, but yet you still feel like you don't know what's going on, kind of. You know, like, uh, you find out that this, you think this person's at the head of it, but then it turns out that they're just, you know, you know, they're like mid-level, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the in the conspiracy of, of what's going on. And then, you know, like in this episode, they have, you know, a couple of, of different things, but the mother that birthed the birth them and then you find out that she had twins well birth sarah she birthed sarah and helena yeah it turns out helena yeah. is her actual sort of sister is not just a clone but is actually yeah is actually the clone split just like you know happens uh you know with twins uh and right. was you know not necessarily something that they were uh expecting you know type of thing and uh did you notice in this week's episode when Le- – what's his name? Levy? PV? The doctor guy? Yeah, the doctor, doctor. guy, the, the lecturer dude. Yeah. He calls somebody and we see that somebody in her office looking out the window. Oh, yeah, did and you know what she is. Did you see the sh- – don't say what it is, but did you see the shadow of her face? Yeah, you kind of see – who, do you, so you know who it was? Well, I think I do, but... Okay. Now you're making me wonder if I... Well, go back and look at it very carefully and listen to the voice. Anyway, yeah. So the mystery just keeps getting deeper and deeper and deeper. Yeah. Well, are we and, not doing spoilers from something that's in an episode? Are we, are we staying away from that? Well, I, well, I, mean, I think I, that's so good. I don't want to spoil yeah, I, it. Well, it's, somebody it's one of those it. things that if you noticed it or didn't notice it, it if you it's, notice it's it, in you the sh- episode. If you noticed it, you know exactly what I'm talking yeah, about. It's in the episode, but yet if you didn't quite notice it, it might be a huge spoiler for the next of episode. Of course, I deleted it off my DVR <laughs> already. Well, I mean, I I was pretty much assuming that it was a certain somebody, but just by the body shape and the hair. Okay, well, it was like. Maybe, no. I was surprised. But now I'm wondering if it was somebody else. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. I think it's just another one of those things that will be, you know, an interesting reveal uh, to close out the first season. Is is next next week the finale? Uh, Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it is. That'll make me sad. That show was so good. At least we know already that it's coming back for a second season. Yes. And I'm going to go, and this is a show that I would love to to watch again from the beginning to see what I missed the first time around. Right. Yeah, what kind of other, yeah, what kind of clues they, they laid out that you, that if you would have saw them earlier, then instead of a few episodes later going, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you, you know, you see the, you see things, um, and you wonder, uh, you know, if, if, uh, what am I trying to say? Oh, you wonder, like, new characters. You always wonder if these characters are involved in the conspiracy or not. You know, like, right. I'm still wondering if not her not her cop partner, but her cop partner's new partner, if she's, like, behind anything, like, part of one of the groups or something. He's one character that I just don't really, I don't, I don't know if it's I don't get or don't like, but Beth's partner. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not quite sure just, whether you're supposed to trust him or not. Like, he's right. like... I mean, he's he he stole her money, blackmailed her. So he's not necessarily a nice guy. He helped her do things that she shouldn't have been doing. So 
I mean, like, he definitely has questionable moral integrity. But yet at the same time, he, like, didn't reveal the secret right away either. So it's kind of like, well, is he someone we're supposed to side with? Or is he someone that's, like, working against? You never know. You know. Yeah, it's just... uh there's yeah there's a there's a lot going on in in the series and it's definitely one that uh if you you know if you missed out starting up on it's definitely one to go back and catch up with you know yeah you need to start from if for no other reason than best boyfriend he's really cute and the tail man (laughs) 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 let's not talk about him that's just oh that was so nasty i was a little upset he was gone so fast but the tail thing was the tail thing was fun that's another thing that they they kind of go through uh stuff you're not quite sure who's you know necessarily safe right uh and and what's going on and when you get a show that gives you some sort of reveal each episode that you don't see you might just as it's about to happen you go oh this is going to happen but that's still pretty good like <laughs> If uh, if something's if something's being revealed to you, like I had the idea that they were more than just clone sisters, you know, type of thing mm-hmm. uh, between her and Helena, uh, uh, that was a pretty big, well, now a huge spoiler if you haven't watched the series, but right. anyways, but there's still plenty of other things within the series that uh, as it goes along that it's still totally worth watching. Well, and some of them are really minor things that, like, at first, like, a comment will be made, um, or, like, there's something that happens with Kira, and unless you're really paying attention, you may not catch that there's greater meaning to, like, what happened, but yet if you pay attention to, like, one sentence that one person said, you can extrapolate that, oh my goodness, there's, like, a whole nother like mystery to be solved about the character. Yeah, there's a there's there's even a whole bunch of stuff that even the people that may have started this all in the process don't even you know <laughs> that may be a surprise for them to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh type of things like like them if they you know finding out that one of their clones actually had you know a child and those type of things. There's just a a lot to each episode. Uh, that's uh, definitely definitely it's a show well worth checking out. And I think she's totally Emmy worthy. Yes, definitely. Like people that raved about Anna Torv and her ability to do multiple characters. Mm-hmm. Um, like you take that and multiply it by a million, <laughs> yeah. and that's what is being done on the show. I, I mean, agree. and I mean, and I thought Anna Torv was amazing with her different characters and her playing characters who are different characters, but. I mean, this is like a million times more impressive. Yeah. Yeah, because she's not just playing all these different characters, but then, like I mentioned before, she's multiple times had to play one of them impersonating one of the other ones. So it's like this whole, well, that happens if you're playing like twins or or like an Anna Torv's case, you know, from two different universes type of thing. Uh, uh, but uh, you still have that happening multiple times over it's uh it is quite impressive and with that uh that'll end our prime time segment and uh we'll move on to uh, uh tv on dvd picks for tuesday uh, june 4th 
And uh, I think we all uh, we all ended up uh, with the same pick, which is Falling Skies Season 2, which, to me, it's a good show. If you haven't been watching, go back and catch up with the first couple seasons. And uh, But again, I don't understand why they do this. Why, they do? why they put the DVD out just two days before the show is going to... That was the exact same comment I was going to make. It's like it... What is it, like three days before or something? I mean, it's not like Falling Skies is a show that is a 22-episode show. I mean, they do 10 episodes a year. So there was plenty of opportunity over the last, you know, eight months to release the DVD. Well, granted, with only 10 episodes, I guess you could get it on the 4th, and by the 9th, you could watch a couple episodes a day and catch up, but... Yeah, but why make people do that? But yeah, but still, it seems... I, I never get why they release things so close to uh you know like the the same thing is happening with the like Longmire you know it's coming out i think it's coming out after you know the, the season premieres and stuff unless like they're that. More, and i wanted to catch up on that and now i mean i probably won't unless they're more interested in uh in well, they tend to use the new the season to pub- uh, publicize the DVD, and I think they should do it the other way around. I don't know. Is, weird. is publicize the DVD, say, a month out from when a show's going to premiere? Mm-hmm. Especially with uh, an early, you know, like an early season. If you're talking like season one or season one or two of, of something that only plays like ten episodes... Uh, you know, saying you know, catch up before the new, right? You, you know, you you know, you heard about this, you know, great series. You know, catch up before the new episodes start on this. I don't know, because it, it, it seems like you could still, once the episode, you know, once the sh- new show starts, that when you're airing the new shows, you could air ads for and still promote that the DVD set is out. Mm-hmm. And it's not like because it came out three or four weeks ago that people are going to be like, oh, that's been out for a month. I'm not, I'm not going to get that. You know, like, I don't, I don't get it. Well, unless it has to do with, um, like, when it goes out on, like, Netflix or Amazon. Because I know when I was catching up on Sons of Anarchy um, before it came out, I got the DVD and I had, like, a week before the premiere started. And then it was, like, eight weeks later, six or eight weeks later that it hit Netflix. So... I mean, if they're really kind of shrinking DVD windows now so that it can get to streaming, I guess that'd be the only reason. But then why wouldn't you move it up so that, you know, the DVD comes out and then streaming maybe is like starts the second or third week of the new series season. So people could catch up and catch up on the season. Yeah, I just don't see I I just don't see why you wouldn't want to have especially like I said, in the first season or two of a show like it once you're once you start talking about you know season six or seven of a show you know fine put that out at the same time that the new season the the chances that you're going to get a bunch of people to start buying dvds or whatever watching shows to catch up that many seasons in is <laughs> like less, i did with sons of anarchy well it's 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 just it's less likely to happen than yeah, no. than something that's like uh, a falling skies or or a longmire or some show well, like that. Only that, had one season, yeah, right? Yeah, that right. plays that plays ten episodes. So you're talking about a a limited number of episodes to be able to catch up on. But yet, it seems like if you gave it a few weeks of uh, 
that you could use it in your promotion for the new show. I guess, I, I mean, maybe some of it is that the DVDs, is sometimes that, that stuff is owned by the production company and may not necessarily be the same people that are, you know, that are airing the episodes. Yeah, that's true. And so there's some stuff like that. But you would think that the that the people that own the DVDs would want the show to grow on on wherever it's airing for it to be a continue to be a better hit to continue to produce episodes so they would continue to have it bought from them, you know. But haven't you realized by now that if there's one thing that is definitely true about TV is that production and the studios and the networks they seem to purposely try to do whatever makes the most illogical sense in the world. <laughs> like that's like a given. They have logic. What's logic? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I, there, there's got to. There must be something. There must be some. You know, spreadsheet that somebody's done that says if we do it here, <laughs> we make a lot. You know, uh, we make this much money on DVDs or what have you, or or some such thing. Because, I mean, it it's even makes less sense with, like, fall shows, like returning fall shows, like something coming back for a second season. The idea that a 22, 23, 24-episode season DVD of an hour-long drama shows up, like, the week before a show's going to premiere or the same week that a show premieres. No, those should all come out in June. That, Unless, yeah, that, here, here, yeah, those hey, should all hey. come out over the summer. Hey, I'm raising my hand here. Okay. <laughs> Kurt, uh, you ha you have something? Unless they feel that people who watch stuff on DVD do not watch the new season because they don't they can't stand the commercials. So by having them both happening at the same time, they both sort of feed into each other's promotional heft. Yeah, I, in that, I, I, I think their friends are talking, are talking about the new season. Their friends are talking about the new season, but they're going to get back and buy the DVD for the old season and watch it. I mean, my brother kind of watches TV mostly on DVD now, too. So I don't know if that's it or not, but but I have another thing to bring up about DVDs, something I hate about DVD sets. And that is? And that is when a DVD, when a DVD set does not include all the cool behind-the-scenes stuff or any extras, like – the show Strike Back, which will be back in July, that's on Cinemax. They do these incredible behind-the-scenes videos, and there's already some up for the coming season. Um, like I posted one the other day, and um, there's some of those already. But they like don't put any of that stuff on the stuff DVD. It's already made. But the person <laughs> who, but the but the company that puts out the DVDs doesn't use it. Does and you know it's not like they have to have to do more work because it's already made. All those bits are already done. Cinemax has a whole team that goes over and shoots things with the actors and everything while they're filming and stuff, and they never include those. So it's yeah, like that's surprising because yeah, because a lot of the a lot of the cable or the premium cable shows, especially, tend to have when it airs or sometimes even attached to the when they it you watch it on demand and stuff like that. Oh, totally, yeah. It'll like have, HBO uh, Go has that stuff all the time. It'll have uh, you know they've. They do that with the Game of Thrones. They're, right, exactly. Stuff that well, but it depends on who's doing the DVDs and who owns that material. Because, like, for instance, the um, like Lost Girl, for instance, they the production company doesn't do the DVD. That's through Fun Funmation, and so you know 
they wouldn't necessarily be able to use any of the stuff from Showcase or from Sci-Fi because it's a different company that is like who owns the DVD rights. Yeah, but you would think that there would be some way to uh, like they they buy the, the they buy the show rights or whatever. Right. But they but yeah, I guess I will, it, some of it depends on again like you know, like you said who the production company is and who's actually uh making the stuff but you would think that maybe some sort of deal would be uh worked out or something because i'm a i'm a big proponent of there should be and there should never be a dvd that comes out that doesn't have a gag reel on it right whether the show is serious or a comedy there should never be one i mean that people have a gag eat that reel. shit up people eat that stuff up i eat that stuff up i love that stuff um, that was, and f- honestly, if it's a show that I watch, that's pretty much the only reason I'm going to get the DVD is for all that extra stuff. Yeah, that's the that anymore with the increasing of of streaming stuff. That a lot of times those type of things aren't included, uh, you know, out with the the streaming stuff, and so that's like the you know the the commentaries and the 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 special features and gag reels and stuff like that. That's all. Really, the the extra incentive to actually buy the DVD or Blu-ray, you know, over the over actually, you know, just waiting for the the show to end up uh, back True. on the on-demand rotation or on a streaming service or something like that. True. So that's my soapbox for especially for the people who put out the uh, Strike Back DVDs. Yeah. Bam. Yeah. Cinemax has said <laughs> you can use all their behind-the-scenes stuff. Use it. You dumb bastards. All right. And with that... How do you really feel? (laughs) That closes out another episode of TV Times 3. Uh, Next week, Amory will be back with me, and our guest will be uh, Danielle Terciano from uh, PossibleByPopCulture.com. And uh, we'll be talking about some of the new uh, summer shows that have been starting up and uh, probably take another look back at some of the, uh, the fall series as well. And then, uh, or the fall series that just got announced, the new fall series. Uh, You can find uh, links to the DVD we suggested and uh, where you can find Carla and Kurt online uh, in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 182. Uh, As always, we'd love to hear your thoughts on uh, the stuff we talked about, uh, uh, your thoughts on when DVDs get released, uh, (laughs) what shows you're looking forward to coming this summer. (laughs) Yeah. have you been watching Orphan Black? Uh, let us know. And why haven't you been if yeah. you haven't? Yeah, that's right. Uh, you can. You always... know, um, one thing on Orphan Black, June 1st, they're running a marathon Saturday, June 1st, marathon, all the episodes leading into the finale. So if people haven't been watching it, either DVR <laughs> it or watch next Saturday. Yes, because you've you got three, three highly recommendeds right here. That's right. Uh, and you can... Uh, let us know any of that stuff uh, in the comments on the show notes, or as always, you can send an email to feedback at tvtimes3.com. Uh, the opening and closing music is provided by IODA Promonet. The song is TV Party by the Asylum Street Spankers from their Mercurial title put out by Yellow Dog Records. And uh, thanks again, Carla and Kurt, for joining me on this uh, super extended version of TV Times 3. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's so. been a pleasure. Talked. Thanks. <laughs> we talked a while. We had a few things to say. Thank you. Thanks. Nice talking to you guys. All right. We sit glued to the TV set all night. And every night. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got nothing better to do. 
and watch TV and have a couple of brews. Hey guys, this is Eddie McClintock. I play Special Agent Pete Latimer on Sci-Fi's Warehouse 13, and you are listening to something cool, and I don't remember what it is. <laughs> what, what is it called? TV Times 3 Podcast. <laughs> TV Times 3 Podcast. TV Times 3 Podcast. And you are listening to TV Times 3 Podcast. And you are listening to TV Times 3 Podcast. Got it. Hey guys, this is Eddie McClintock. I play Special Agent Le- mm, TV Times 3 Podcast. <laughs> I'm like, I'm on the spot. We're getting we're getting a we're getting an in-depth look at your process uh, of how exactly, you uh, how you do exactly. things. Hey guys, this is Eddie McClintock. I play Special Agent Pete Latimer on Sci-Fi's Warehouse 13, and you are listening to TV Times 3 Podcast. What up?